0: To eat food. Very excited. Hey, come on in. Food's ready. Let's pray. One, two, three. Ah, too slow. One, two, three. Chug. Done. Woo! Yes! One, two, three, go! You got this. Get in the zone. Get in the zone. We got this. Come on. Come on. Woo! Woo! Alright, let's pray. Dear Lord. Uh, How many have taken that serious to pray over every meal? Okay, once again, Apple Valley Campus, a little slow on that, all right, a little slow. (laughs) I'm going to talk about that, all right. As part of our series, I've asked you to do three things. I've asked you to use the hashtag, reclaim the table, and as you reclaim the table and do that hashtag, you're entered into a drawing for one of the Custom made tables that we're going to be giving away. Uh, We're also asking you as a family to eat three meals together every week. And uh, as much as possible, to eat those three dinners together. And I can tell you every time I say I'm busy, my wife reminds me of my challenge. (laughs) Connor and Logan are reminding me of the challenge. My mother is reminding me of my challenge. (laughs) I feel like we have an Italian, Greek, Jewish family all rolled up into one. All right. It's just, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. But we're doing that, and we're doing uh, the third challenge, which is to pray over every meal no matter what. And uh, I want to focus on that as we wrap up this series, that we're going to reclaim the table, and we're going to pray at it. We're going to reclaim the table for gratitude and thanksgiving. Gratitude and thanksgiving. We're going to make sure that we pray at every meal to stop and say thank you to God. Now, I will say um, that I was taken aback a little bit. The first time I asked the church, if you're praying over every meal, and I think my highest percentage was at our Savage Campus, 50% of the people. And I was like, really, are we not doing that? And I, I Honestly, I'm trying to be very, very straightforward with you. I think we need to pray at every meal. Every meal, all the time, everywhere we go, all the time. And I think we need to capitalize on this. I mean, this is something that is, is not normal for a lot of people in the world. It's not normal in restaurants. It's not normal in the marketplace. But it's a way that we could stand out. And if there's one thing I'm looking for as a follower of Jesus Christ, is a way for us to stand out in a good way. I mean, I don't want to stand out with a, a placard or a sign protesting something. I want to stand out for, for God doing something good, something so simple, something so non threatening, and see what God can do with it. So I want to reclaim the table and say, let's pray at every single meal. And my hope is at the end of this service, we'll reclaim the table for that gratitude, thanksgiving, and say, we are praying at every meal, every table, every place, and uh, we're going to do this now. I want to let you know it's so normal for me as just a follower of Jesus Christ, um, not as a pastor, but as a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, to pray. I pray at every meal. I mean, I even stress about when I should pray at the meal. Okay, some of you know what I'm talking about. I mean, the bread arrives at the table. And I'm like, do we pray for the bread? Okay, see, some of you. All right. And I'm like, okay, bread. I don't, I don't think you have to pray for bread. Just be sure to get before the main. And then the appetizers arrive, and then somebody starts eating appetizers. So you don't want to be the guy that goes, can we pray? And they're like, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so you're kind of like, okay, apps. Apps are cool. You know, let's just let it the slide. And then how many know salads come? And you're kind of like, ah, but we didn't pray for the apps or the bread. So sa- let's just make sure. We- Is it just me? Okay, and then and then the main course comes, and you're like, okay, hey guys, we need to pray, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, good thing we prayed, you know, we almost forgot the prayer, Uh, so I stress, and so sometimes people get jumpy, and they, you know, so anyways, uh, it's very normal, it's very normal for us to pray, and uh, it doesn't have to be loud, and it doesn't have to be long. You don't have to pray a long prayer at the table; it can be very simple, and. um, I'm told this is a true story about long prayers and short prayers. I'm told that uh, three very well-known pastors uh, were doing a conference, and they all had to pray over a meal during the conference, and the one said, I, I want to see who can pray the shortest prayer at the meal. I'm told it's true, and, and the first one, the first day, uh, he got to the meal, and he said, bless it, and then started eating. It was like, wow, two words, really good. And then the next day, the guy's thinking, all right, got to beat two words. And so the, the famous, you know, this well-known pastor, he just said, all right, got to be two words, two words, two words, two words. So he gets there, and all of he goes, thanks, and then starts eating. So he's down to one word, all right? So the third guy has lots of pressure. He's got two words, one word. Third guy's trying to figure out, how am I going to beat this? And he gets ready to pray, and he looks at everybody, and he goes, and then starts eating. You know, so I was like, that was really quick, good, good. So if you have to do that one, you go that quick. It counts, I guess, but I'm told it's true. All right. Uh, Why do we pray at the table? Why do we pray? Why are we going to reclaim the table and pray there? Okay, because I searched all throughout the Bible. I looked for a commandment. I looked for a directive. Anything that said you have to pray at the table, it is not in there. It's not in there. Neither is cleanliness is next to godliness. They are not in there. And I've looked And so I'm preaching on this. I'm talking about reclaiming the table, about praying over every meal and making sure that we have gratitude and thanksgiving. So how can we do this if there's no scripture? How can there be uh, just this cultural expectation that we pray over every meal? And I wanna point this out. Just because the Bible is silent on it, It doesn't mean that it's over, okay? When you have a topic or an issue or something you're struggling with, if the Bible doesn't directly talk about it, you have to look at the practices and the principles, the practices and the principles. And so you look and see what did people do, specifically what did Jesus do and what are the principles that are there. So with that in mind, I wanna look at the life of Jesus. In Matthew 15, 36, Jesus is feeding the multitude. He's feeding the 5,000 people. And in that moment, you know what he does? He stops and he prays. In Matthew 15, 36, it says, then he took the seven loaves and the fish and when he had given thanks he broke them and gave them to the disciples and they in turn to the people. So we have Jesus doing this. Not only that, in Matthew 26, 26, while they're eating, the Lord is doing the last supper with his disciples. It says, Jesus took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body. So we have Jesus practicing this. And so we're saying, if Jesus was doing this, this is something we should look at. It's a practice that he did, but it doesn't stop there. The Apostle Paul um, practiced this in Acts twenty-seven thirty-five. He's in a storm. There's a, it looks like there's going to be a shipwreck, but he tells them that God has spoke to them, spoke to him in the middle of the night. They're going to be okay. He's like, let's eat something because we're going to have to swim for sure, but we're going to be okay. And it says this, after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Isn't that interesting? He gives thanks to God in front of them all. He didn't say a private prayer. He gets done telling them about the goodness of God, that they're going to be okay. He stops. He gets ready with the bread. Give thanks to God in front of them all. And then he broke it and began to eat. So we have a practice with Jesus and we have a practice with Paul that they would stop and say thanks. So this is where it's building from. And then we look at the principles. The principles of prayer, that prayer is all throughout the Bible, but also in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we should be thankful. We should stop and have that moment of thankfulness. We also have in the Old Testament, we have in Psalms 119, verse 164, it says, seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous laws. And they're saying seven times a day. When did this person thank God seven times a day? When they got up, when they ate their breakfast, when they ate their lunch, when they had their afternoon snack, when they had their dinner, when they went to bed. And if they woke up in the middle of the night for a snack seven times a day, okay? So we're like, see, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Those Twinkies are biblical. All right, yeah. But that's what they do seven times a day. So we have this principle of stopping and thanking. We have a, a practice of Jesus saying thank you. We have a practice of Paul saying thank you. We have the practice of others saying thank you. And because of this, we now say grace. We say thank you, God. We say um, we love you and, and we want to stop what we're doing and slow down and reclaim the table to say thank you. We're going to reclaim the table to be uh, full of gratitude and um, I just, I, some of you will know how to do this, and some won't. I just, I wanna let you know one of the struggles is I, I, I pastor this church and lead it with all these other wonderful pastors. Um, we have people that are new, new, new to the faith, very new. Matter of fact, you might even be trying to figure out if, what all this Faith in Jesus is. We're glad you're here. And so I try to make sure that we explain everything for you. And then we have people that have been in the faith for years and years and years. And sometimes when I say simple things, they're like, we knew that. But you got to understand, I'm trying to speak to everybody. But on this one, I just want to be so practical. I don't want to assume that you know all this. I'm going to do something very basic. How do we pray at meals then? If we see the practice and the principle. If we see the practice and the principle, what would be some guidelines on how to pray at meals, okay? Um, I, I would tell you this. The first thing is to pray at the beginning of the meal. Pray at the beginning of the meal. Let's slow down. And uh, I think it would also like, improve your manners. It shouldn't be throw the food on the table and everybody jumps in. You know, There should be a, a definite starting moment to the eating. And I can tell you that in our home, you know, um, it's, it's all of a sudden we all sit down and we don't pray when somebody's still over by the sink. We wait until everyone's there and then we pray. And we start it out at the beginning of the meal. People ask me this. Should we hold hands or, you know, should we fold our hands? Uh, Again, you do what's comfortable in your family. You do what's comfortable in your group setting. You can fold your hands. And sometimes I intentionally fold my hands um, specifically, uh, like if I'm on an airplane and I'm eating a meal, I specifically fold my hands. I, I want people to know that are around me in that moment, I'm stopping and thanking God. I don't want them tapping me on the shoulder. I don't want them, you know, asking if they can have my dessert. You know, I, I, just, I want them to know that I'm praying at that moment. Um, again, our family hasn't held hands, and the other day when we were at the restaurant, we were, weren't planning to hold hands, uh, but the server just grabbed our hands and did that. Nothing wrong with it, so you're, you're free to do whatever. Um, there's no blanket blessings with prayer. And what do I mean by that? You don't bring the groceries home and then pray over the groceries and then forget about it at the table, okay? <laughs> so you're like, is that possible? That would just save time, you know? <laughs> if you're doing that, you need to reclaim the table. You're too busy, all right? But there's a story that Ben Franklin actually said that, that he said to his dad, Dad, can't we just pray for the pig before we butcher him? <laughs> And then he recovered, we're good to go. And his dad's like, no, we got to stop and pray at every meal. There's no no blanket blessings here. We're going to pray every single time, every single meal. I know these are simple things, but um, I really believe that our prayer at mealtime should be from our heart. It should be from our heart. And I know culturally, this one might rub people the wrong way, um, but we have wonderful memorized prayers but I think that God would love to get more out of us in those moments. I mean, you sit down for the meal. God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for this food. Amen. How many know that that's almost like, ladies and gentlemen, start your engine? I mean, it just, it doesn't feel like you're talking to God, right? How many know that, you know, come Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. You know, it just kind of, and it can know, It's just... Um, even, like, the, the singing, and again, you know, if it's like, oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord, you know, and you're like, well, what's wrong with that? Again, I, it's, it's just kind of from memory. Could you imagine going up to your parents, kids, could you imagine going to a, your parent and be like, dad is great, dad is good, thank you for my allowance, thank you, dad. You know, you'd be like, okay, robot son, you know, where do I oil you, you know what I mean? Do so you get the point? I love you, honey. Give me money. I mean, it's just, it's just, okay. And again, I thank God for the wonderful traditions and the things like that. And I thank God for the prayers that we had when I was a kid and I learned some of those things. But I think that we can do it from our heart. I think that we can do it from our heart and we can pray and, and share what's really there. And, and um, I, I will say this, like you will notice in your family who has the gift of intercession, you know, like if you—I'm not joking—but if you sit down with my mom and you're at a meal and you say, "Mom, why don't you pray the blessing?" I'm, I'm just serious. All of a sudden, she just is like, "Lord, we just come into Your presence," and also you're going somewhere. I'm just telling you. And and if you—if it's not cold food, it might be at the end. I'm just because <laughs> it's coming from her heart, and, and you feel like you're touching God, and you're slowing down, and you're acknowledging God, and I mean, it's just. It's, it's something that we need to do. And, and even the kids noticed this. I remember we were on a global team, and uh, I, I forget what country we were in, but Becca and I had Connor and Logan, and we're on the global team, and whatever was served to us was a little sketchy. I mean, it just looked like, whoa, and the place was kind of dirty, and uh, the boys pulled me aside, and they said, hey, Dad, when you pray over the meal, pray a real one your real one. Okay. How many you know you know what they've meant, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh. I think a prayer from your heart can set the course for dinner. Think about that. You could pray a virtue in that moment God, we thank you for mercy. And we pray today we'd be merciful as we get ready to eat this meal. Think about you're discipling your family in a virtue and then that could lead the course of the meal. Think about if somebody's there that doesn't know Jesus and you're there and the table's full of people that don't know Jesus, you're like, God, I thank you for the faith that you've given to me and the grace that you've given to me and the grace that you give to us with the food and the blessings we have. Thank you, God, for grace. Man, it's great to have grace and we thank you for this food in your name. Amen. I mean, people be like, What's so amazing about grace? Well, I'm glad you asked. The prayer set the course for where it was going. You could pray honor. God, we thank you for grandma and grandpa being at this table. And we are so thankful that they found faith first in our family. And we're so glad that they've lived in a godly marriage for years. And God, today we pray that that would be our legacy on our family and our children. Do you see what I'm saying? It sets the course of the meal. And all of a sudden, how many know that instead of like, what's on TV? The kids would say, how long have you been married, grandma and grandpa? How did you stay together? The prayer from the heart can set the course of the meal. And I think we shouldn't just go through, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food. I think our prayers should never be irreverent. It never should be. It should never be, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, you know what I'm saying? It should never be that. It should never be like all of a sudden you're trying to be funny. Oh, dear six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be those moments where you're like, we thank you for this smorgasbord day by day by day by day, sweet Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? We shouldn't try to be funny with it, but there can be moments that are funny, Okay, it's okay if it's natural and spontaneous. I remember it must have been after that global team and uh, one of the boys, you know, Becca cooked the meal and they said, Lord, we pray you'll purify the impurities out of it, you know. And I mean, he wasn't trying to be funny and at the end of it, we just burst into laughter, you know, because we're like, I get to see Becca like throwing impurities in there, you know, and it was funny in the moment, but we weren't, he wasn't trying to be funny. I don't think we should make it cute and funny like that. I think our prayer should be out loud. I think it should be out loud. Unless you're by yourself, you know, you you don't have to be out loud. And I think this is a neat thing. This is a safe place to learn how to pray out loud. I was leading a life group once and I, I was getting ready to close the life group. And all of a sudden I said, is there anyone here that's never prayed in front of a group before? Think you're supposed to close in prayer. It's not. My, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me that somebody else is supposed to close in prayer. And you've never prayed out in front of other people. And you're, you just, you need to pray in a safe place and learn how to pray out loud. One of the guys is like, ah, that's me. And so we're like, go for it. I said, hey, we're going to be cheering you on. Like, we're not judging your prayer. You just talk to God and, and you go ahead and do it. And so in the life group, he did it. At the end of it, we're like, great prayer, great prayer. And you could just see, like, it was a sense of, a, like, I finally did it. I prayed in front of other people. I prayed out loud. And I think that it'd be a safe place to train your family, train kids uh, to pray out loud. And, And I think we can pray anywhere and everywhere. The Apostle Paul prayed on a ship in front of sailors that I'm sure had, you know, a roughness about them. And it didn't bother him. It says he prayed in front of them, right there in front of them. And he prayed. And I think we've let a spirit of intimidation keeping us from reclaiming the table. Let's reclaim the table for gratitude and thankfulness. So let me go back to the why. We need to pray at the table and stop and say thank you when we get ready to eat a meal because God is so good to us. God is so good to us. You may not realize this, but when I read the examples of prayer and I talked about giving thanks and all throughout the Bible, the common word that is used for giving thanks is Eucharisto, okay? And it means to show that one is under obligation to be thankful, to feel obliged to thank, okay? It means you understand that you've been given something and you feel obligated to say back that you want to say thank you, but there's more to it. The second meaning is to express an appreciation for the benefits or blessing. So let me explain to you. The first definition says this, that God has done something for you and you owe him something in that moment of prayer. Now, I want to let you know that's not where God wants you to stay, and that's really not how come God wants you to pray. But I want you to know that in Bible times and and in the Old Testament, the way that it was, if somebody did a favor for you, you owed them. You had to say thank you to them. You had to speak well of them in the public place. And in modern times, the best illustration of this would be the opening scene of the Godfather movie. In the opening scene of the Godfather movie, you know, Marlon Brando, the the Godfather, he's like talking to Enzo the baker, and Enzo is asking him to do a mafia-type favor, and so finally Marlon Brando does that, and you know, he's like, someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you for a service, accept this justice as a gift. And in the moment, Enzo leaves like, "Yes, thank you, Godfather. Thank you, thank you. I, I received this as a gift." And now Enzo lives his whole life like, "Thank you, Godfather. Thank you, Godfather. I, I, I owe you. I owe you. I owe you." And some people think that we pray in that moment to say, "God, I owe you. I owe you. I owe you." But that's not how God wants you to pray. That's not how He wants you. It's not. He's not saying, "I owe you. I owe you." You. He's so good to you. You could never pay Him back. He's so good. And so instead of that, you're you're taking the second definition and you're saying to express the appreciation for the benefits. You're just saying thankful. Thank you, God. I'm so thankful for all the benefits that you've given to me. You've given me so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for all that you've given to me. Now, God is so good to you. God is so good to you. While you are thanking him during the prayer at your table, you know what's happening? God is giving you more blessings while you're thanking him. It's, it's mind-blowing. But think about this. Um, uh, according to Robert Emmons, he's a scientific expert on gratitude, He said, people who are grateful have a stronger immune system, lower blood pressure, you're more alert, and you're more forgiving as a person. So while you're stopping to say thank you to God, and you're showing gratitude in that moment, he's blessing you with lower blood pressure, more alertness, the spirit and ability to forgive other people, and a stronger immune system. He's so good, he's blessing you while you're thanking him for blessing you. Wow, He's so good that the psalmist understood this in Psalm sixty-five, eleven. He says, "You have crowned the year with your bounty, and your paths drip with fatness." What does this mean? It means you have given me so many good things, God. When I stop to thank you for it, there's so much good. It's dripping out on the paths. The fatness, the goodness of God is so amazing, it's overflowing out of my cart that even on the path behind me, people are being blessed from the overflow. Wow, that's how good God is. I mean, blessing on blessing on blessing. I'm thinking about this. When I was in Oman and I was eating dinner in the country of Oman, Beck and I went there, they, they keep bringing you food, and they keep bringing you food. And I said, they need to stop bringing us food like I'm getting full. They said, you need to stop eating. I said, well, of course, that's obvious, you know. But. And they said, no, in Oman, they keep bringing you more food, and they want to have food left on the table because they want to show that there's blessing on blessing and blessing. And you even leave a table so food that there's fatness overflowing onto everyone else because we are blessed and have so much. I was like, well, you should have told me that like two fish ago, you know? Okay? Buffets, they speak of abundance and abundance and abundance. And that's why, again, I think people love buffets. It's like, there's an abundance. That's the fatness. It's so good. There's food left over that we didn't even get to. The fatness of God is so good. The blessings of God are so good on your life, you should thank him. You know why? We live in fat houses. We have fat cars and fat clothes and fat families and fat jobs and a fat church. We have a fat life and a fat family and we have fat peace when we sleep. We are overflowing with the fat blessings of God. Wow, we should stop and say, thank you, God. You are so good. There's not even a scale that could measure the fatness of what I feel in my spirit serving you. That's what it is. We're stopping and saying, you're good, you're good, you're good. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Now, let me say this because we're very affluent. Our, our, where we live is very affluent. We are stopping in that moment and we're remembering that every blessing we have comes from his goodness and his fatness and all the blessings that pour out on us. We didn't do it. First Samuel 2, 7 says, the Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts If you have strength, if you have beauty, if you have wealth, if you have smarts, God gave it to you. God gave it to you. And we need to stop and say, I owe it to you. I thank you for this. And I know that sometimes people, well, I did this and I chose this and I had this. And let me me just be really straight here. We have uh, some... Some of our campuses have some really exclusive schools. Edina area schools and Shattuck, I mean, down at our Faribault campus, those are exclusive places. And students, if you go there, you should not be proud your parents got you in there okay? You didn't work your way in there. God, your parents got you there, and you say, well, my parents. Well, guess what? God gave your parents the ability to get you into those schools and to live in that community. God gave them the ability for wealth, okay? We got to stop and trace it all the way back. God gave you the air to breathe, and everything you have comes from him. We should thank him. We should stop and say that. You realize even the world knows that the success successful people, when they really get down to it, they realize they didn't do it, God did it, and they owe Him. But they don't always know how to say it. Sometimes they haven't connected all the dots. But I saw this when I was reading Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. He's the president of Pixar. He talks about two-inch moments, and he says two more inches the wrong way, there'd be no more Pixar. It'd have been gone. And he said, I've realized this, that in leading this company, that there are two-inch moments that I don't see. I don't understand them. They're behind the scenes. There's something going on bigger than me. And I'm so thankful that the two-inch moments broke our way. He goes on, he says, you got to be really humble, truly humble. Leaders need to first understand how many of the factors that shape their lives and business are and will always be out of sight. That's like the Pixar paraphrase of Deuteronomy 8.18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And you're stopping and you're saying, God, you gave it to me. Everything I have is from you. I, th- there's so much blessing upon blessing. I am oozing over with fatness. And I'm gonna thank you for the blessings that you pour out on my life. So I think we need to reclaim the table. Reclaim the table and praying everywhere, in every place, in every moment. We have so much to thank God for. Think of the conversations you could have even, you know, in a, in a high-powered executive meeting and you say, well, I thank God because he's given me the ability. People are like, no, I'm a self-made man. Think about where that could go. Think about what could happen in the school, you know, where you would have the boldness to pray and reclaim the table and say, thank you, God. I have blessing upon blessing upon Blessing. And all of a sudden, the other students are going, how come, you, how come you have so many blessings? And where could that go? Think of what could happen in just a, a simple restaurant where you stop and pause and a server says, oh, I saw you pray. You know, I pray because everything I have is from God. He has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me. And let me say this, if that happens, make sure you tip your server well. That'll speak volumes to him too. God has blessed us. God has blessed us and we are fat in a good way. And we need to stop and reclaim the table and say, we're grateful, we're thankful, we honor you, we reclaim the table. So Lord, I pray right now that you would help us to reclaim the table. We are blessed, we are fat in a good way, and we have so much to be thankful for. We have reclaimed the table for discipleship. We have reclaimed the table for outreach. We've let the food preach, and now we say today, we reclaim the table to say we're thankful, we're grateful. All of our blessings come from you and we thank you for that. Our ability to earn, our ability to, to get out of bed each day. We thank you. It all comes from you. And we will reclaim the table. We will reclaim the table for gratitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.